0: So you know you go and you you know you go to GameStop Probably like around Sega Genesis time where these guys start really start coming around, right? That's right. Right. So so you know as me as a gamer just thinking about it, you know, by the time I'm in high school. When a new game comes out, you gotta go to the video game store to try and get the game That's right, and you know you gotta get it the day it comes out, right? if you got the money if you're lucky enough to have the money right <laughs> so you know you go and you you know you go to gamestop and it was an experience right, and all of these stores tried to make it an experience. you go in there and you get to try out these games. remember they would have like the the newest game system always set up with a controller so that you could go in there and you could actually play the game right. and be like, Oh man, this is so amazing. I got to have this in my house. Right.
1: That's right. That was, Bad. That's, I think we'll get to come as when we think about solutions for the retail video game industry, I think we'll kind of talk about some ways that they can leverage that kind of stuff. But I do remember in that same level of fondness, I remember sitting and waiting in line, like knowing when some game was gonna come out and having people over the house trying to play or listen to the games. I remember that very, very fondly. And I do also remember when, you know, Xbox Live went, you know, online and playing with you and with friends over the internet. And even before that, there was this thing called X-Band where you could put into a Sega Genesis and play from there. I don't know if you remember that, but that was a blast. and you can have a ton of fun from there. And you would put your little, you would put your little, uh, you put your little modem from your computer inside of there, and you would go from there, and you would play it that way. So that was a blast. So that's kind of our view. Our view is the reason why we wanted to talk to you all about that today is that we love video games. We think that the video game industry has done so many amazing things, but a place like GameStop is on its death knell. And what we saw with um, Recently where they had these short sellers all rally and all of the, the retail investors go and raise the price up and we now know that GameStop is falling back to where it um, It's still up probably a little bit from where it was But it yeah. kinda went down a bit and that's because of all those short sellers and what's it called it again? We bet Wall Street that yeah mm-hmm. That Reddit forum that allowed them to r- r- rally the price And I would say that those of you who are out there probably feel the same way that we do about video games, especially those guys who went and did that. They probably said, let's, you know, not only do they want to make, they want to make a bunch of money, but they also said, well, we want to, we like games or video games. I believe they felt that same exact way. So what do you think about it?
0: Yeah. So, so the funny thing is, is for me, from, my experience on you know years and on wall street and working at broker dealers and having my series seven and all those it's kind of it's it's weird because i had like this different interpretation on the events that happened especially with you know the market rise and the market drop than a lot of my friends and i would argue with them like well you know this is kind of like market manipulation this just can't happen you know then there's so many losers and winners on this. And then people were like, oh, why is Robinhood not allowing for people to trade? And I'm like, well, these are retail investors. These guys haven't been vetted like that. You know, they're going in, they're trading on, you know, they're trading on margin accounts. They're doing all these other types of things, putting themselves higher and higher at risk. This is the very, it, it became a very shaky thing. We're in a world right now that exists that just didn't exist five years ago, right? robin hood came in it changed things It made things exist that had never existed getting back to the gamestop dilemma though is that i was having a conversation with one of one, one of my buddies that you know he's also a wall street guy and he spoke about the positive pos- the positivity that gamestop could get from something like this right so he's like you know if 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 the Stock price gets pushed up, and then they're able to go in do a reissue of stock. Then they have more capital to go and invest in, blah blah blah. But as we see, things move so fast with this that it didn't materialize where they were going to have like an ability to do a stock reissue and really them for for GameStop to actually reap the benefits because when the stock price goes up. That's great, right? It might be great for some CEOs at the firm and some some executives that hold shares, right? And it's going to be great for some people who got in and they made the money as the stock price continued to rise. What's not going to be so great is going to be the fact that the company itself isn't going to profit from it, right? And, and even for those executives that are on the board that saw their you know, their their wealth increased dra- dramatically, their wealth is decreased dramatically also because they can't just go in and say like, all right, the, the stock price went up. I'm just going to sell everything that I have. No, because that would, you know, there are limits to how much they can actually sell, you know, when they're in an executive position. And there's also going to be, limits to say like, okay, why are you selling all of your shares right now? Right? Then they're in trouble because they're doing some type of market manipulation, right? So there's so many sides to this thing. So thinking about GameStop themselves, how does game what what's the position that GameStop is in? Where what was the value that, you know, we saw four hundred dollars a share, you know, uh, I can't even remember what the market capitalization was at that point, but was,
1: was that viable? Right. Did it, did it link though, to who they are? There there was no, it was based on these retail investors really wanting to, to stick it to these short sellers, right? Because the actual businesses' valuations, their fundamentals weren't sound to do this. What was it? For any of those, For even for the current stock price, which we displayed here a few seconds ago, we, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't relay that. They have a ton of stores. I, I, they have hundreds of stores or even thousands of stores that are still there. They still have a lot of overhead. If you've been into a GameStop recently, you see there's lots of stuff in there. And then when you and I were talking about this, and we didn't, we didn't decide, and we, we were talking about the solutions now for those of you who are joining us here on Surviving Business. Um, we started to think about businesses we've seen from a retail perspective who are doing things really well, who are surviving. And, and I think the one that came to mind when we were talking about this was Best Buy. So when you think about Best Buy, years ago, they were in some straits. Retail was shifting quite dramatically. And they were saying to themselves, what are we going to do? But if you go into a Best Buy now, this is at least my view when you think about some of the solutions that, that's out there. Um, one of the things I think is pretty interesting to understand is that Best Buy is now like a showroom. When you go into a Best Buy, you will see little places for Google, little stands for Google, little stands for, for um, Samsung, Little stands for all of these different companies there. And my opinion is, and they can tell me this wrong, and I think you you would agree with this, is that they're paying for that space. Where in the past, back if you go back 20 years ago, people paid for spaces to put their CDs on Best Buy. Now these companies are paying for the actual space in the store, which is helping them with their overhead. And there's other examples as well. You think about Barnes and Nobles, and you go in there and there's a carve-out for a Starbucks in every single Barnes and Noble. That helps them to pay for that space. You go into a Macy's and you see that they've got a foot action, or I think that's what it's called a foot action, or a sunglass hut. Yeah, or a sunglass hut, or something like that inside of there. Those are those places because Macy's is saying, hey, we want to survive. These guys want to sell stuff in our store. Let's get some, you know, let's help them defray the cost by actually having some spots in there. So to me, that's a solution. I know that they probably want to be pure video gamers and they wanna have that kind of thing. But in my view, thinking about it like in that way, when you go to a best spot and when you go to a GameStop, having places that are carved out. Now they got small retail spots, right? They're not massive places. But they can think about some way of carving that out in that way. So that's And,
0: and I guess like the the question is, right, is that when you go into a GameStop today, uh, is that carve out already kind of there, right? Because they have the two walls there's the Xbox wall and there's the PS5 wall right or P- PlayStation wall the Xbox wall the PlayStation wall which one do you choose to go on pretty much with the same content right so is it kind of like wasted space for them to use up the little bit of uh retail space that they have in what used to work back in the day for them to say all right we have these are the games you could get on PlayStation and these are the games you could get on Xbox versus having just a catalog that people could just come in and just say like, okay, I want the Xbox one. I want the PlayStation one. Generally, they have to pull a game from the back anyway. Yeah. Right? The, the game that's out there is only a display model. So it's it's about them rethinking their business a little bit to me, right? I, I think like one of the big things that GameStop was what what made them the place for you to really want to go is because they pushed the bar as far as what was new and what was really great in the gaming industry. Right now, we don't see that, right? We you go to GameStop and I, what I see in GameStop, I can see online on Amazon or or Walmart's website, maybe, maybe even on. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe even on Target's website or some of those websites that have horrible e-commerce value, right? Which would be a GameStop, right? That was what their 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 switch was supposed to be, right? So they're proposing that they're going to try and go, um, they're going to try and go digital, right? I'm saying to myself, you're too late, right? You want to go digital when everyone's already gone digital, right? The lines for PS5s and the lines for Xboxes. Those are great, just the fact that GameStop doesn't make a lot of money off of those, right? They, they
1: lose money, generally, on, 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 on the sell of these video game systems. That, that tells you that there's still a demand. People still know of them. They still have a brand yeah. identity. I love what you just shared about using that space more effectively. Whereas you go in and you got all these used games that you see, they can still publish those games, publish those prices in different places. But today, when you think about going in, this is just the germaphobe in me, and going and touching a whole bunch of little plastic boxes around it and you're flipping around the box that's a lot of wasted space as opposed to saying here's the catalog the catalog is online going back to your point about it being digital you come in you go in you say all right let me check or select it like you do at a pickup to pick up your groceries at Walmart you say here's my thing I come in and I get a contactless delivery of my daggone game that I wanted from that that's a way to take the digital experience and connect it with the store experience in my view Completely. And,
0: and you know, back to the other point that I was making about, um, about how they need to be pushing the line on technology, there's an amazing thing that's out there right now, right? And the only place where you see it is in Best Buys. And that's Oculus and VR technology, right? That's where gaming is moving, right? So you don't wait to get this technology until when everybody's already getting it and they already figured out where they're going to get it from. Right. They used to make you like, like that's why I brought up the fact that there used to be a time where you would go to GameStop. And if you're a little kid and you're walking by GameStop with your mom, you're like, mom, stop. I want to try and play the game. And you get to play the game for like two seconds or whatever. It doesn't matter. Or you wait in line. You're looking at somebody else play the game. And you're like, wow, I can't wait till I get a chance to get that game and play that game. Right. Imagine if they were to say, like, Oculus or, you know, any of these small VR companies that are out there or large VR companies that are out there, let's give you some space for you to display what you can do. Um, I was at a conference not too long ago, and they had a setup for VR. This this is probably like a little 4 by 4 space that was set up. I was able to go in. Try this thing for like twenty minutes, and I was wild at the advancement that has happened in VR technology. I will tell you, and Junior, once you'll probably say the same thing. Um, when VR first came out, it was like this is this is garbage. I don't I don't care about this.
1: It was, that was, they, they need to just stop it. <laughs> that, that, that was my opinion originally, and that's probably why you have a different viewpoint because you had that most recent experience. But my experience with VR is like, I love games. I love innovations with games. And the few times I tried it, and this is going back maybe two or three years ago, I was like, what the hell is this? Why am I doing this? Who's outside of me? <laughs> Where am I going to put this in my house? Is this yep. better than having a nice TV in my house? with a surround sound, is it, is it better than that? Um, I'm a person who tried stuff in the past. When you think about like the connect and all of that kind of stuff in, in the past, yep. I'm down with the innovation. I just remember my experience saying, damn, I don't know if VR is great. So I, I like your point about making it like an experimental kind of stores. And that way, yeah. actually leverage that, those technologies and make it an experience. When you think about business out, out there, you go to Starbucks, is an experience. You and I talked about the company in Japan that makes electric cars called NEO, where they have NEO cafes and you go and you have this NEO experience. That's what people want when they go out. When they get outside their house past COVID, they want to go and have an experience. You know, they, they and,
0: the, do- and, and the good thing about VR is that VR allows for you to do it during COVID. Right? <laughs> you don't have to be all up on top of someone. <laughs> but, but you know, that's one that's one example right that's one example of something that they should be like pursuing to say we need to have this in our stores we have the people that are going to want to try it out the game stoppers are the people that want to try out vr technology right and if the game stoppers go in and they try vr technology and they love it they're gonna let the rest of the world know, right? It's it's like it's advertisement for themselves. And if there's like, yo, you gotta get it from game, this is where they need to start thinking about how do they become the like official provider for, you know, VR technology or the official provider for something, right? Yeah. To make their name stand out. Because right now, all a GameStop is, and part of the main reasons why they're dying, is because
1: you can get what they offer everywhere else. Yeah, philosophically, I like that concept about them saying, "Let's be the provider of a particular entity or a particular innovation." They've they've mm-hmm. re, they got to reevaluate that. VR is a good is a good example of a technology that hasn't caught hold. Um, it just hasn't. And I don't know why that is, quite frankly. Um, is it because it's such an entry point for someone? Like I gotta pay five hundred bucks for a game system, then I gotta pay another three hundred bucks for the for the thing. Um, and and I like the fact because when you were talking about this experience, it's sort of like when you go to a dealership and you test drive a car. Mm-hmm. Still an experience that people like. They still like that kind of thing when you go. Yeah. Now I know this technology is great. And, and going back to my point about experience, you can make experience. The internet allows you to make every time you do this like a thing, like a, like a really big experience, a bonanza. You can send out this. You can send out that. This is where we're going to have it. Next month It's going to be all in the state of New York, and this is where the, your VR experiences are. This is how you can do that. Versus now, like you asked me right now what's going on with GameStop, like what their publicity is or what's happening. I can't tell you. If I go no. into to the website to buy something, it's a cumbersome process. It's like what yeah. the hell am I buying? Is it linked to a, a PayPal or to a Venmo or something like that? Or do I have to go in and put new credentials in? That's a pain in the butt for all of us. That yeah. makes it more difficult to do the things that we love or don't want to get in. Yeah. A- now,
0: one of the big things where, I, where 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 you know I was having a conversation with one of my buddies, and he was talking about how you know this new Chewy executive is coming in, and digital is going to be their new move, and blah blah blah. And I was like, that's that makes no sense to me. Was the fact that all of the companies, Nintendo, well, not not so I'm not so familiar with Nintendo, but I know definitely for PlayStation and for um, Xbox, you can buy all their content online, right? They they have subscription services where you get unlimited video games for $15 a month, $20 a month, right? Last time when I bought a video game, I want to got, you know, 2K, 2K21. I was in a Microsoft store and I just bought it and it downloaded. I didn't have to leave my house. I didn't have to wait for it to come in the mail, right? <laughs> Instantaneously, I was able to get the game. And I got it on sale for thirty bucks, so it's like <laughs> so it's like gamestop what what do you offer right um, I think one of the other things that I was thinking and and let's see if I can remember it right now, one of the other things that I was thinking that gamestop needs to do give me a second you you you, you continue to talk well I, I,
1: I, you know, I, going back to my thought about the experiences they There are so many people who are like us, who love video games. When you think about celebrities, right? You think about all of these celebrities that come in, and um, we can have a whole conversation about Madden and all that, but all these celebrities who like games like that, or 2K, um, the basketball games, you can leverage that. You can get some sponsors. You can get some of those guys. I'm sure some of those celebrities will be like, yo, like you and I are talking about our experience with GameStop will say, yes, I dig them. Or they can, bam, whatever they need to and make an experience. Just like when you go on tour and you sign some CD, you know, you got a new CD coming out or you got a new tour going on and you go have some of these celebrities in it and come around and do that. And they could be athletes. You know, they are just totally missing a boat. I know we're giving free advice to this new CEO or this new person that's out there, but that's what we do on Surviving Business. We talk about how to help businesses get back to where they need to be. And that's part of our organization, the WD Consulting Group, is to talk about how we can help businesses get back on, on, on track. And we love it. And so that's why we're talking about ways to, 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 for them to get back where they need to. Because I think every other industry has figured this out. They figured yeah. out, hey, let's go ahead and get George Clooney or Snoop Dogg or, you know, or Tom Brady or somebody else to endorse what the hell we're doing. They haven't done that kind of thing. So, so so, so,
0: this is what has slipped my
1: mind, right? And
0: this is big, right? This is big for the gaming industry itself because the gaming industry that me and you grew up is different than what the gaming industry is today, right? When we look at our youth, right? Our youth will go on a YouTube channel and they will watch people play video games. That's right. Right? Our youth also are growing up in a world where I can go and I can be in an NBA 2K twenty one tournament and make twenty-five thousand dollars, fifty thousand dollars, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for winning this tournament, right? Why is GameStop not a part of that? That's right. It's like you have locations all across the country, right? Sponsor tournament. Oh yeah sponsored tournaments you could have your local stores you can have the local unknown kids be able to like start playing in tournaments that move up their level and they get to play against people all across the nation right right now it's kind of like difficult for people to figure out how they're going to get
1: down with some of these tournaments i'm saying some of these are celebrities right these guys who are playing games there's there's celebrities all over the earth in korea and and all those kind of why those Fly those guys in and say, hey, we're going to have such and such over here as a as, as part of our GameStop promotion. And they're going to play, set it up outside, set it up inside to get a space. So we're going to do a quick tournament for that kind of thing right now. And they can come in mean, the League of Legends and all of that right away, right on the thing. And that people say, well, who sponsored
0: that? GameStop. Just, just imagine. So you remember Bud Bowl, right? And how Bud Bowl was just like the most amazing thing that had ever happened in the world when it happened. And we were I we were too young to drink. And we love Bud Bowl, right? <laughs> you know, and then the year when they came out and they had the big 40 that came and it took everybody out, right? Just imagine GameStop says, forget that, you know, NBA Finals, we're sponsoring like a halftime show where we're gonna have the best players across the world, come and play NBA 2K at halftime. And you can ch- you can catch it on our website, our streaming thing, or if you even get a spot, you know, during the game, to let that actually show.
1: Well, EA Sports did this recently with Madden, and we can talk about how dreadful the most recent version of Madden is. But they still got a whole lot of people and a lot of celebrities to come out there, and that's why their sales, regardless of the quality of the game, has not diminished year over year. They, the game was horrible. It it is. And they're like, I don't care. The celebrities are like, they're still playing it. They've been playing it as long as we have, or in a lot of cases a lot less, because they're a lot younger than we are. And yep. they're playing it and they still love it regardless of how it's not getting better. And they did it, I think they did it on the Pro Bowl, if I remember correctly. They did it on the Pro Bowl week, you know, the Saturday before the Super Bowl. And they yep. they big fanfare of it. They're going to GameStop use some of your brand cap capacity in that regard because they still have a brand, and this most yeah. recent debacle with this um, this Reddit thing is actually solidified that brand. Brand. This is yep. publicity that can turn into good publicity. Any, whoa, well, whoa, well, well, What did Trump say? And what did you know? A lot of the
0: people who are the big, biggest celebrities in the world say. Any publicity is good publicity, right? That's right. Why do you you think Kanye will come out and say the most outlandish thing the week before his his album drops? Because now he's on your mind and you're actually thinking about the guy, right? GameStop, you have a tremendous, tremendous opportunity right now to do the turnaround that you really need to do, but you need to
1: implement something. You can't just be the same GameStop of old, you know? 2021, you don't have to invest $500 million in marketing. You can go on the internet, go on IG, go on Discord, go on Clubhouse, go on all these platforms and say, this is what GameStop is doing. You need to come to the store because today we're going to have a big event. Yeah, I think that this is, and part of this, and this is probably a thing to think about, I believe that GameStop has a franchise model, um, like many other entities, where you go in and you buy a franchise and you own the franchise of GameStop. I'm not familiar with how many of them are franchise versus corporate based, but they mm-hmm. still, as the franchisor or the master franchisor of, a, say, a state, you can say, this is what our goal is. This is how we're going to move it. This is what we're going to do. You can yep. have this unified vision, because if you own a Kentucky Fried Chicken or a McDonald's franchise somewhere and McDonald's come out with a promotion, you got to, for the most part, do what the McDonald's advertisement is saying,
0: and I'm sure that's what yeah. And if you don't do it, you you missed a major opportunity. Right. You know, if if, if all McDonald's are, are doing, you know, two fish fillet for five dollars and you're the outlier saying, "Nah, I'm not down with that. People are coming to your store and be like, what's going on here? You're disrupting everything that's happening with McDonald's. So for GameStop. The model is, you know, well, well, looking at what you're doing now, what you're doing now isn't working. It's it's just not working. Um, you know, when you look at PC gamers, I don't even think PC gamers are coming into a GameStop anymore. There used to be a time where PC gamers used to stop in the GameStop because they knew that they could get their stuff there, too. Um, so right now, it's kind of like, you know, what do you do? We're, we're suggesting that you do these things that will be structurally changing, right? We're not saying you know, close these stores, which you guys plan on doing. We're not saying, you know, lay off staff, you know, we're not saying, you know, do a complete and total restructure, which may be something that wouldn't hurt if you did do some restructuring, you know, in certain parts of of the business that are probably heavy. Um, But what we're saying is that you need to think about how can you be more innovative? Because innovation in this day and age and in all days and age, is what really makes companies grow and what keeps them alive and what what allows for them to thrive, so when we think about you know when when we sit down with companies and you know we're discussing you know what you need to do you know there there are different layers on what companies need to do in order to thrive right there's your initial plan on you know, how are you going to meet your customers' needs and wants and, you know, make sure that you're able to meet that? There's the regulatory side. How do you make sure that you're fit, you know, you know as, as far as state laws and rules that you need to abide to? You know, then there's the whole part of what are you doing with your staff? How are you growing your staff? Right. How are you making, you know, that that young gentleman that came into a GameStop when he was 16 or 17 looking for a job? How are you grooming him to become a leader within the organization, right? So there, there are a lot of different fundamental things that we can look at with GameStop. But when we look at the big picture, the big picture, the big picture says, you, you need to do something big. <laughs> That's a smart thought.
1: <laughs> and, and the reason why we had, I think we've said this a couple of times now, is that we really love video games. They're, for me, personally, it is a, as much as I love things like meditation and all that, I get a cathartic release every weekend when I can spend a moment just doing something that I love. And, and it's been proven that the video game industry is a multi-billion dollar industry all over the planet earth that exists right now. And so we wanted to continue to survive and we want GameStop as a retailer to survive. Yep. I, I could not tell you the same answer for every single retailer that's out there. There's some retailers that need to go. They just need this. Their experience is so horrific that they need to go. Just <laughs> do, you know. I've seen a lot of them go, so I'm. <laughs> that's why I laugh.
0: <laughs> like I have a vendetta against Radio Shack.
1: Radio <laughs> Shack. <laughs> I can give some um, some cell phone stores as an example. You know, it's, you know, this experience is not so fantastic as some of those retailers. But GameStop has been. It was a great experience, and it still is to an extent. But right now, there's a GameStop literally a mile from my house. Back to the point you was just referencing as far as buying games and how you buy games. I can't tell you, audience, when the last time I was in that store. It closed for a while. And then they must have got some infusion of cash down the path and they reopened it. They might have said, hey, this one in this location actually should stick around. So they're going to have to do what a lot of businesses do. They're going to have to do what Blockbuster does or did or tried to do. They're going to have to say, "Let's, let's cut overhead which means human beings get affected by it. And one of the things when we talk about surviving business in this channel is that we're not just talking about the industry itself. We know that there's human beings behind every single one of these industries. I have to give credit that a lot of times when I go on GameStop, a lot of the guys, at least that I dealt with, they knew what was going on with video games. They weren't like people who were just like, yeah, I don't know. They actually knew stuff. That was like part of their deal. They knew about it. And, and, and game. I've, I've heard, I've heard um, mothers go in and ask, hey, my son was looking for a game and they can't remember the name of the game. And some guy behind the counter knew what the name of the game was and helped the mom find out what it was. That's like an experience. I don't see commercials or anything around that strength of their brand at all. I don't see it. I don't know. Maybe they don't have enough cash to do it. But at some point that they did, and there's the internet that exists. So even if you ain't got cash, they all got a Twitter account. Yep. up has an Instagram. They definitely got cameras. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> they got all of that. And so as opposed to people having YouTube video about people having fights around Christmas because they had five PS5s, why not talk about the experiences that exist in that back on store when people are coming in and having those questions that are like that? Yep. Or or there's a young kid that comes in there and he's 10 years old and he's like, video games is great. I don't know. This is my whole life. I've been on a tablet my entire life. Talk about that kind of stuff. Talk to old heads like us who got a whole bunch of gray hair who still play video games. Because we we will testify to that fact. We still do it. And there's studies that show that people who play video games a lot have a strong sense of critical thinking skills. When we were young, they were like, oh, you play video games, you're going to be stupid. No, it's not that. It was, the, it was the reverse. It was the reverse, man. Playing video, video games allows you to solve problems. Because if you had to figure out what's this wacky puzzle I'm in front of, how do I get through this puzzle, or how do I fight this massive boss that's in front of me, or my 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 character is got to make a decision about whether if the answer is wrong or right, what's the next thing that's in the game is going to be. That stuff is good, man. That helps your brain work, Yep, in my view. That helps it work. And so instead of talking about, I don't know what they talk about, but instead of just talking about the used games that they have there, because that ship is sailed. It's gone, GameStop. You are not in the used video game selling business. It's over. Like David was sharing, everyone can do that right now. If, you and I, if we go to Microsoft Store or the PlayStation Store right now, we can get a whole bunch of games cheap that were expensive. 4 months ago. We don't need not, to do
0: that. Not, not not to mention that eBay started eating their cake probably, you know, years and years ago when it came down to the use, used game business, right? So, you know, they, they this, this is the reason why for a big portion, you know, when people did trade in their used games, it wasn't like, okay, this is the game that I still play. It's like, yeah, let me get rid of stuff in my house and I just got to get rid of it. I might as well recycle it at the game stop, right? It'll because get- you weren't getting value for those games that you turned in most of the time. You get 3
1: bucks for something that cost
0: you $60. <laughs> 3 bucks for something <laughs> that cost you $60 like a year ago. <laughs> you know, why am I trading this in? Meanwhile, if you go and sell it on eBay or you sold it on half.com or some some other website that's out there, you can get $20, $25.
1: I remember playing a PC game years ago called Heroes of Might and Magic. And right and so this is when pc games it was like when these turn-based games are going back and forth it might have cost me like thirty dollars or so forth a few years later than that i put it on ebay and i got 400 for that game i don't know why <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> but as soon as I, and it wasn't like a long bidding process it, i guess somebody really wanted it for whatever reason they wanted it for and i was like son of a gun if ebay exists why do I need to go to GameStop about my PC games, which they didn't accept for a long time? Why do I need to do that? Why do I not? That's not what they are. They were for a while because they knew the margins were great. You get it from this guy for $3, you sell it back for $40. The margins were multipliers with FNALMA. He'll make yep. money hand over fist for doing it that way but it doesn't work that way. It's the ship is sailed. You still got the overhead. You still got the stores. You still got the manager who knows what's going on with games. You still got the young kid who wants to work there as an internship. Don't abandon them all for the stock price. Make your show. Make your showrooms ex- experiences. Yep. Microsoft tried to do it and they, they had a modicum of its success. Apple still has a great experience when you go into an Apple store. You're not going into an Apple store because you think you're going to get a sale. No one goes into an Apple store thinking that they're going to get anything cheaper. Nope. Going there for the experience of it. And you had a great example earlier about going in and playing the games themselves. Mm -hmm. And if they don't have the overhead for it, get rid of all them shells with all those plastics that people keep touching. And just have the video games, have the piece of paper, have it outlined and then set up the VR set or set up the new innovation that exists. Set up an AK TV. Get LG or Sharp or one of them people who are selling their super expensive TVs to put a TV in your GameStop and says, this is the deal, and then have a great soundbar beneath it with some other companies trying to sell a fantastic soundbar below it. Yep. And have those two things. Linked. So people come in and oh, that's great. That's phenomenal. What is that again? That's an LG super-duper TV that's super expensive. And this is where you get it from. And then have them pay for you to be for it to be in the store. So even if yep. people don't buy a thing, you still getting paid, and you still can keep the store open. Yep.
0: Think think about all of these amazing gaming monitors, right? Oh, yeah. 27-inch, 32-inch gaming monitors that, you know, unless you play on a gaming monitor, you never know what you're missing, right? You set up these gaming monitors all of a sudden in the store, of course, it's sponsored, because these companies that make these gaming monitors, they want to sell more, right? The video games that they're playing, you're getting those anyway right they're coming in anyway you open up one of them or you get that sponsor why not you have that conversation with xbox we're going we're going to have we're not going to do the old school set up this weird looking xbox you know thing or whatever blah 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 no we're going to make the games available when is, when 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 someone comes in and they want to play the xbox game versus the playstation game versus they don't have to wait for the guy to get up the playstation they just need a terminal to get on that's right your terminal allows for you to be able to do that your terminal allows for them to see if 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 i got the terminal i can really see the difference between playing uh a two k on p s five versus xbox one or xbox s whatever it's called right you can actually see it you can say like oh wow there is a difference right for that the, the lifetime argument about what system is better right so, you set up ways for people to really be able to come in and experience that yeah these I, are ways that you know I, you make yourself the brand is the brand is great but make the brand relevant, make the brand make make it that when someone drives into, you know, the mall, you know, these small malls where a lot of Stops are, where they kind of like a single standalone stores, they said, let me walk into the GameStop. And that when you're in the big mall and I'm walking down the aisle. There's a reason for me to stop in the GameStop or better yet, there's a reason when I stopped in the GameStop for me to say like, oh, this was actually worth my time. And I actually saw something that I didn't see before versus me going in there and I look for the new game that I was looking for. And I'm like, oh, look, this is uh, Exiles or whatever, blah, blah. And I look at some graphics on the back and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should get that game.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. up with an idea as we were talking they, I, I want to I throw it out there because I don't want to forget about us talking about mobile gamers here in a second but you just gave me this idea remember earlier we were talking about like these locations that have uh, another location, another thing in it like Macy's that has a sunglass hut in it or mm-hmm. GameStop go into one of these stores right? instead of you having this overhead you just gave me this idea where you're talking about them mall. so when you're going to yeah. And you go and you see the foot action or you see the sunglass hut or you see the Starbucks that's inside of Macy's, have a spot inside of Macy's, which may cost less, may cost less than having it in a strip mall. The foot traffic, Macy's has a quantifiable amount. They understand exactly how many people come to their store. Yep. They know exactly what the deal is going on there. Have your setup in there. My gosh. You don't lose a foot trap, but you still can have those experienced people that we talked about earlier in the location talking about the great things about games, have the experience thing we talked about with the celebrities. Celebrities go on to Macy's all the time. I go on to Macy's here. I live in Atlanta. And the Macy's, and the biggest Macy's I have on a Saturday, they got a DJ near the co- near where they're selling perfumes. They have the same thing in Sephora. They got, I mean, to go on to GameStop. Don't go the, don't go the way of Kodak Camera nah, or blockbuster. Well you're still trying to figure out your overhead because you got contracts with these dudes. Break those contracts or give them a piece of the action and go into other locations. Um, i I didn't want to forget that mobile gaming is a is a powerful thing that's out there these days. Yeah. back when we started doing things, the mobile games didn't exist cause cell phones didn't exist. And now there's a lot of people who play mobile games online and they don't go they don't even have a console they just playing games on their phone all day long apple has done it with their apple arcade um i personally i've only played dabbled in mobile gaming periodically you know it's not my favorite things i played a great thing when i was on my, with my family we were on vacation and we played monopoly on an ipad that was fun but generally a lot of people play it and the reason why i bring this up is if you remember years ago there was this Pokemon Go thing where people were going all over the place because they were trying to find the Pokemon. Yep. And so you think about a GameStop, right, that's all over the place and as far as being either central hub for that or being a spot for one of these kind of things that's out there, I don't know if they ever thought about that. I don't know if they're even, even part of that movement. They, no,
0: they, they haven't even thought about that. I mean, and I, I think a big part of the reason is because they look at it and they say, mobile, how do we get sales from mobile? right? Rather than thinking about what the opportunity that presents itself with mobile could be, right? Rather than saying like, okay, let's think about how GameStop can be a part of something that's completely outside of our stores.
1: Yeah. Right? I, I think how, can, how, can,
0: how can GameStop become, how can GameStop say like, yo, let's come out with our top 10, you know, mobile games period. Because when you think of GameStop, right, it should be gaming, period, right? If it's a video game, I should, I should, GameStop should have something to do with it, whether they're making money from it or not. Sometimes, it, some, you know, and, and I think that that's, that's, that's definitely one of the biggest things that they miss, right? Because they're like, oh, well, it's a store, you know, we need to make money from it, but we can't sell, These mobile games, because the mobile games are being sold by Apple. They're being sold by Google, right? In Google Play Store, blah, blah, blah. Rather than saying, well, we can't sell, but what we can do is we can advise because we need to be at the center of
1: all gaming, right? They understand the economics of this. They probably are still in this old-timey thinker thing or ways of thinking about things. You, GameStop, if you've got traffic, people coming into your locations, that is something you can monetize. If you've got X amount of people coming into your location and you go to advertisers like an Apple, like the company, the Pokemon company, the other people who've got these mobile games that are out there. We've got X amount of people coming to our store, you know, in a period of time. So we would love for you to sponsor a day or sponsor what's going on with us. That is something that they have not thought about, or at least that I don't know that they thought about. Because a lot of these businesses these days, they understand that eyeballs is money. Yep. People coming, and in, in this case, foot traffic is money. You have people coming into your location for whatever reason. There's a reason why people still spend tons and tons of money on paper Dungeons and Dragons games. That is a massive business. And that's been totally abdicated, to your point about it being a game store, abdicated to comic book stores and to other places like that, where as opposed to being in a game store, specifically. There are all kinds of places where people go and have massive chess tournaments that GameStop's not involved in at all. Yep. It's a game store, to your point. It's not a video game store. It's a game store. There are people who have tournaments on Scrabble, on Uno. And there's all of these things that exist that they haven't thought of. And this is a way to have these tournaments come into your location that you already pay for and have people actually do those things. I
0: mean, and, and that brings up another great point. Right. I mean, when, when, when you look at, you know, uh, the the changing of human habit uh, is that people still do play games. Right. They still do play board games. And it's like the new game comes out where it's like um, I, I can't remember the name. Like, I just played some game where it's like you got to choose four things or whatever. It's like one of those little card games.
1: and Ah, Magic the Gathering kind of games. I know what you
0: mean. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's all these gathering games, right? There's the taboos and there's all these other types of games, right? Why is it that if I want to get those games, Target has to get the money and, you know, uh, Walmart has to get the money. Is there no space in your store to have a small amount of these games that are available, right? for the regular gamer right because if you can get the mother to come in the game come come in the game stop because she's in there to buy something for a kid and she looks over and she's like oh look that's a cool little game i'm going to like a game night maybe i'll buy that to go to the game night that's that's an extra revenue uh potential for you just just a thought just a thought. Something to something to look into. Something to look into the numbers and say, like, okay, how much do these games really sell? Right? Or is 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 there some way for you to have a small catalog of these games that are available? New, new games, old games, proven games, right? If if I want to get a monopoly, I should be able to get a monopoly at a GameStop, possibly.
1: Yeah. Possibly. I don't know. I love this conversation because it just makes me think about so many ways that we can help this business and um, and help any business that's out there. So if you have a new business, please make sure you subscribe and give us a comment so we can reach out to you. Um, you were just making me think of right now. GameStop is primarily focused on clients or customers like you and I, where we go and buy a game either on their website or somewhere else. And I'm saying to myself, there's so many ways people like to play games. So when you think about like a big corporate event, right? Post post pandemic. Um, and they've got this, people like to play games at those things. Yeah, they do. And it's changed from the past where people like have a rope and a blindfold. If you had some kind of tournament of some kind with all the kind of games that exist that's out there and you take your client base from just being focused on us as consumers because they still need us, but like let's do stuff for enterprise clients. When you're going to have a big gathering, you're going to have a big show, you're going to have an annual kickoff for your organization. Instead of you all coming into, a, into a, uh, a room where you just go in and you say, all right, let's have a game, well, let's tie some ropes to each other, let's do the fall down game. You know? Let's <laughs> <laughs> you kind of game. But let's have a game where everyone puts on a VR headset sponsored by GameStop and the company yep. for that kind of thing. The company yep. pays for that. So now you've got like this Omni approach. Where you have got clients everywhere? Because I can guarantee you, you got a sales kickoff or a kickoff for your company. There's a whole bunch of gamers at your kickoff. Yep. They might have on a suit and tie, but they gamers. Yep. They love video games. They ain't gonna, you know. <laughs> they may or may not say it, but they they love it. And so, dang on GameStop, go there. It's it's not crazy, like it was back twenty, thirty years ago. Go do it.
0: Yep. It's crazy because we could go on forever and ever with like all of these potential things they, they could do, right? You know, there are all these mobile gaming systems, right? Where they, you know, they're like a truck and they'll drive up and then the people can go in them and then they play the games, whatever, blah, blah, blah. There was one right in front of mommy's and daddy's house across the street up the block where Al Brooks and them used to live um, the other day. And I'm like, yo, what's going on there? And it was there for like eight hours. But just imagine if that thing was all branded GameStop. Oh, my gosh. If it's branded GameStop and then people just know where to go. I'm going to have a party for my kid. I can just have this van just pull up and it's going to have all these all this crazy gaming experience. The amount of upsell that could be in there, you know, depending on what you decide you want to provide as a GameStop retailer. Right. These are things that will grow your business.
1: Right. And structurally, they think about an idea like that and they know they've got this massive footprint of locations all over the country. they got all these thousands, hundreds of locations that are all over. And they're going to probably make a decision about rationalizing locations at some point, it's just to make sure that they survive. Mm-hmm. They've got to think about these ideas like this. You get one or two of these kind of mobile things, that can, that can serve as if you've had three locations all over the place. So instead of letting all of those people go, that are part of that you can have shifts and have them rotate in different areas and have them part of that you can still make sure that you're helping your employees and at the same time you're getting publicity around the community all the time because yep. if you're driving around in a mobile location like you're talking about that is better than somebody having to find you in a strip mall somewhere because yep. the example you just mentioned you just saw it you might not have been thinking about game spot uh you know, GameStop. There's probably a bunch of people who, when that thing was driving around and say they didn't know, they never heard of GameStop, because there's a whole lot of people who haven't heard of it. They say, What is a GameStop? Or or better yet, look,
0: they got that thing from GameStop. Let me go to GameStop site and get it when I need it. It's right. just that simple. I'm still in my it's house. It's a recognizable recognizable, right? Oh, GameStop rents those things now. It's at every block party. It's at every party. I mean, the you know, when GameStop has it versus I have to go to some party site and find some guys and I'm paying them like $500. I don't know if they're really going to show up or not. You know, we're talking about a big deal. We're talking about something that can be, you know, a, a true true growth vehicle for them. I think that they should try it out in the test market.
1: Yeah, here's the truth of everything we've shared today is that the video game industry is growing, not contracting. Not at all. 2020 is the best year ever for the video game industry. And they find themselves at this crossroads as to <laughs> they grow or they don't. And it's not just them. There are probably lots of smaller retailers who had a, had a focus on selling video games all over the country who are saying to themselves, should I still keep this thing on my shelf or not because people are going online? You know what? What do I do? And every time there's a problem, somebody rises in to actually solve the problem. And the pro and the, the problem in this case is that people love to experience video games together. They would love when they would go into a video game store. Even those those situations where I'm talking about where people were at the um, at the locations trying to get a PS5, there was kind of this kind of shared experience that people were having at the same time. Yep. They were sitting there chatting about what they like or what they don't like. Most of it was probably like, "Hey, there's only five PS PS fives there," but a lot of us like, "Hey, this is my game. I love this game." It was a way of taking the great experience that you can get online when you're sitting around and you're doing it. You're in a chat room and bringing it out to people because people are going That's to not want- to mention people going to want to do this. They're going to want to do not this. not not to mention that most
0: of those people that were on the line were the first people on there, as soon as they went home, they didn't go home and play by themselves. That's right. Right? And if they did, they opened it up, they got, they got everything set up, and then they call like, you know, to the, yo, I got the PlayStation 5. <laughs> you got
1: it yet? No, you didn't? Come over and let's play. Or they made some YouTube videos. I can't tell you the amount of YouTube videos that somehow found their way into my feed about some guy who got a PS5 and what he thought about his experience when he went to buy it, whether it was good or bad. And they got mm-hmm. thousands, and I don't know, maybe millions of views of people who say, "Hey, this is the experience that I had. I love video games, and this is what my experience was as far as getting my video." Yep, why is GameStop missing out on all that? You know, it's it's a shame. Millions for all of those who are out there. We have hoped you've enjoyed this conversation. We thank you for bearing with us as we've gotten to our very first episode. Our next episode, we are still debating it, but there's lots of topics. You know, there's lots of great topics. So, whether it's um, movie theaters or electric cars, or there are many things that we're passionate about. But we would love for you to go in and subscribe and hit us with a comment about what you would like to see. Because we know that you would like us to talk about these things as well. I have over 25 years of experience working in corporations. Working as an entrepreneur and nonprofits, and helping them, and helping myself, and helping them with figuring out how do we grow. Um, I've been around a great amount of people. All of the people that I've worked with have really given me the experience that we have, that I have today. And our hope here is to download everything that we know to you. Every single thing that we know to you. We don't own stuff. We don't own the stuff that's in our, in our brains. All the stuff that we share today. These are comments for anyone to to digest. So even if you're not a video game retailer and you're just a retailer, and you say, how can I help my retail business? Because post-pandemic or right now pandemic, I got my challenges. How do I stay in business? Take any of the ideas that we've shared with you today and they are yours. Because we need you to stay in business. We believe that businesses are for the common good of our country. We do. David, tell a little bit about your experience. You shared it earlier, but share a little bit about some of the things that you've done in your your career.
0: Okay, hey, yeah. So, so like my brother, I've spent I don't know if it's quite twenty five. I like to say less. <laughs> you know, sometimes I'll say t- ten years or more. <laughs> but but you know, I, I have over twenty years experience um, with multiple large companies, some smaller companies. I've done management consulting manage products um and you know also done things that are you know very close to the passion just around business which is really helping small businesses grow right um i've done pro bono consulting i've you know worked on business plans um done stuff uh for you know the average entrepreneur to say like okay this is what you need to do to get from a to b and you know completely you know gave them constant uh, consultation as to how you, how, how you, you know, really, you know, uh, I guess brave, the rapids, right. Cause you know, when you're dealing with businesses, things come up that you can never expect until when you're actually in the business itself and you're doing it. Um, and what I say for everybody that's out there that wants to become an entrepreneur, that isn't an entrepreneur, the time to do it is now right because if you don't do it now you never do it right so you just got to get up and you just got to do it right you can go and you can get your your master's degree you know both of us we have our mbas so we've done a lot of studying around business i studied business in in um for for my bachelor's also but studying and actually living business and doing business you know there's a difference right there's a practical aspect to it right just like in finance and you know in in any industry that's out there right so you know for me this is a love this is a passion right um i love to educate I'm currently an educator. Um, and you know, bestowing, you know, what I know to people that can empower them and make them be able to do bigger and greater things. Um, that's that's why we have this conversation. That's why we said, let's let's do this conversation and do these types of conversations and make sure that the public can hear it, right? So, so, so that we're not just having this conversation in the back end, me and Winston going back and forth, and we're just talking, yeah. Well, this can happen, and they need to do this, blah 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 blah, because we could go on for hours and hours. Well, have we've had conversation for hours and hours about you know these types of things, um, but you know, after the conversation, sometimes we're like, yeah, I, w- I would like to go back and hear what we were talking about, right? Yeah. Or, you know, somebody could really use this to, you know, empower or better themselves.
1: Um, and that's that's the goal here that, you know. Yeah, you know, we, we love businesses. Our parents came to this country um, with just a vision of having a great life and having um, children that really flourished in this world. And, and we've talked about what, do our, what is our legacy that we want to have? going forward. And it's really what the legacy that they even couldn't conceive of. And that's really to give as much as we can about what we've learned over time. Businesses are great, man. Every business owner I've talked to in my entire life, and I started up my career as a salesperson many, many years ago, going door to door and picking up phones and talking to people, every single business owner that's out there, they love what they do. If you're a business owner that don't love what you're doing, you're not really in business. You're, just, you're, you're doing something else. But everyone that I've talked to, they love it. They can talk to you ad nauseum about how great their clients are, about what they're doing. But here we are in 2021. And like you said, David, one of like the most awesome times for you to start or to flourish your business. You got everything at your fingertips. You got a no internet that exists that didn't exist 10, 15 years ago in any way. Mm-hmm. where well, you don't have to spend really crazy marketing dollars to figure out what you want to do next. You've got this plethora of business apps and locations and videos about how you can do things. And I hope this to help you do that. So, in our next episode is going to be fun. Put a comment in there. We hope you subscribe to what we're doing. We're going to pick someone. Um, so, if you're the only person that subscribes and comments, you win. <laughs> <laughs> i make sure that you're putting in your comments because we want to make sure that we pick somebody. Say, hey, this is the person we're going to have a conversation with. And in our next episode, you're going to see some info on this here. Pretty sure it's going to be dope. Now, one of the things that we do out there, I don't know which one it might be. It might be cars because we talk a lot about that. And, and, and Or we might be part two of what's going on in uh, the video game industry. Um, this is Winston Wilson. Um, I'm part of Surviving Business. And...
0: David Wilson. Oh. I'm part of Surviving Business. Another half. <laughs>
1: so everyone that's out there have a blast hit us up we'll talk to you all soon and this is us out and we will share with you and we will talk to you in our next episode and look for that to come out really really soon so take care